Welcome to the Photo Banter Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gagne, and on today's podcast, I speak with photographer Kojiro Kino. Kojiro is an editorial and commercial photographer based in Southern California who has worked with clients such as Sports Illustrated, Golf Magazine, and the Players Tribune, to name a few. Kojiro is also the current photo editor of the Golfer's Journal, which is a quarterly publication focused on the culture of golf. Kojiro is a photographer whose work I really respect, so I hope you enjoy this interview, and thanks so much for listening. All right, well, uh, Kojiro Kino, uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, thanks for taking the time to do this, man. I really appreciate it. Um, I guess just to kind of start off, I was kind of... having me, Alex. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. <laughs> I guess just to kind of start off, I was kind of curious <laughs> about uh, where you grew up and what are kind of some of your earliest memories of photography. Uh, I grew up in Orange County, and I'm still in Orange County. All right. Uh, uh, Fountain Valley, California, to be exact, and... Uh, I started photography when I was in high school, mm. um, back in the late '90s. Okay, I guess uh, high school. I, I did the yearbook thing, and uh, I used to skateboard quite a bit. So I just took a lot of skateboarding pictures of my buddies and stuff. Mm. Nice. That's actually uh, that's actually how I got, that's how yeah. I that's how I got into photography too. Just doing skateboard photography and stuff like that. So that's really interesting. Um, but yeah. I, so I guess when you kind of first picked up the camera, what was you were kind of just photographing skateboarding, or what else were you kind of shooting when you first kind of got into it? Uh, the first shots that I ever took was uh, <laughs> my. I, I went on a trip with a, a family friend to Yellowstone, mm. and uh, I took the and I shot five rolls of whatever it was, like Kodak twenty four frames. Mm. Uh, film and I came back and I had it processed and my parents got really pissed that I shot so much but you know back then you you get it processed and they give you two prints per frame yeah so gave us this huge envelope this uh, this big envelope of images and all the film and all that stuff and it was like a hundred bucks yep and they were just so they were just like what are you doing (laughs) you know but I, I was just like snapping away of all this stuff like Yellowstone and uh, all the things, and so it kind of started from that. I had a lot of fun, and uh, a lot of friends of mine were skateboarding. I used to skateboard, so mm. uh, just started getting into that, and then and kind of you know just tried to uh, sort of imitate the all the skateboarding photographs that I was looking at, you know, like Transworld and all oh those yeah, yeah. Did things. you did you have any favorite? Yeah, yeah. Did you have any favorite skateboard photographers? Uh, for sure, it's uh, Dan Sturt, Daniel Harold Sturt. He was oh, one of the. Oh yeah, that guy was like. Oh, he, oh, I heard. I heard he used to like hide out in bushes to like photograph people like on the ramps and stuff, and just kind of like snipe photos of like some of the pro skaters and stuff. He was a really unique guy. Yeah, and I just love the. And I read those stories too, and you hear about him, and I just love that whole thing that how he approached his work, mm. and how. Um, I know what you're talking about, how he got snubbed for something and <laughs> yeah. um, he he like hit out and did all this things to get the shot and he FedExed it over to a, a comp- competing magazine and they ran it on the cover and the inside and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. I just love that whole, you know, like mentality of it. Mm. And so I was, I've been a fan of his work and I, I don't know what he's up to now, but yeah, um, that was um, long ago, but it, it's just... Um, you know, like Dan Sturt's work really uh, inspired me to get into the skateboarding stuff and then the what I'm doing now. So yeah. kind of start from there. Yeah, it's really cool. I can actually kind of see some similarities from his work to yours because it seems like you still kind of have a passion for like um, shooting film and even looks like you shoot some instant film still and this kind of like classic, uh, that kind of like classic look is that always been kind of, uh, you really enjoyed kind of this classic like uh, film photography and things? Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, it's, I started in film, so uh, uh, I just really appreciate the people who've gone through that process, yeah, you know, and learn the whether it's shooting on Chrome or developing their own work. It, I just have a real appreciation for all of the photographers who've really mastered the technique, the mm-hmm. craft. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I just have a really respect for that. 
Yeah, yep. definitely. Like you said, it was a craft. I remember because I started with film too, and it was a lot more hands-on where, I mean, digital, uh, I think sometimes people can tend to get lazy because it's real quick. But like like you said, I remember like this starting out in the darkroom and stuff. And were you kind of printing your photos uh, when you first started out, like in the darkroom and things like that? Yeah, yeah. I was in the black. Uh, I had my own little black room in my closet. Nice. Uh, parents home. Um, and, um, you know, the, we had a white carpet. We have a, we still, they still have it, but, yeah. uh, the carpet was white and, uh, there's like all these yellow specks of <laughs> fixer, you know, on, on the carpet. Uh, but I just love being in that and I really sucked at it. I just don't have any patience for printing, but I really love, um, you know, like everyone says, it's, it's a great place to be. Yeah, definitely. In dark room, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I guess, was there like a point where you kind of started to think this could be a career for you? Like, did you end up studying photography in school or what was kind of your next step? Kind of guess getting into photography more seriously, I suppose. Um, so I did the high school yearbook and uh, I didn't get into Harvard or <laughs> Yale. Um, Me neither. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I went to uh, uh, the school that's really close to Stanford called San Jose State. Okay. And they had a, a they had a really good journal photojournalism program there. So I went there mm -hmm. and I met a lot of people, a lot of great people um that I still keep in touch with and just kind of went from there. And at first I wanted to be a newspaper photographer, but at that time it was starting to slow down a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um a lot of things in the industry were changing. Yep. Uh, this is around 2000, 2001. No, this is about like 1999 or 2000. Yep. So a lot of things were changing in industry. And uh, I was still, you know, just kind of, I, I had no clue out what I was doing. But um, I interned at a newspaper in Northern California uh, for the summer. I had a great time. There's really cool people there. Um, but I felt like it wasn't exactly what i was hope uh, um what i wanted to do yeah in my in my in my career so i kind of wandered around a little bit you know finished school and did the internship um then i started assisting a photographer up while i was in school um sports illustrated guys they would come up wow to you know various assignments and i would assist them and i had zero knowledge of anything like technical wise yeah you know i'm just playing around with like t-max 3200 you know <laughs> think, thinking i know everything yeah but i had absolutely um no clue and i have no uh, i'm not scared to say that you know i had no clue what i was doing and um i started this thing and kind of got into that and then mm. yeah uh, that's one of the photographers yeah 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 so like when you're like interning at that newspaper um, what kind of stuff did they have you shooting? Like, I know you shoot a lot of sports now. Were you kind of interested in that at that point? Or what were, you, what were kind of the first things they were kind of having you doing even when you were just interning? Um, I did shoot a lot of sports, but I did shoot a lot of different events and uh, different stories. Uh, I do remember uh, greatly as why there was a story on this kid who had, I think it was leukemia or something. Mm. Um, just a really, a, you know, like a serious story. And, uh, we, I followed him around for like a day or so. Um, and I went to his house and I think I went to the hospital with him as well. But, mm. um, so I shot different subjects, um, just like that. And, uh, it's, uh, it was a very great learning experience experience just to you know be able to work with subjects um like that who are really sick and mm. just saying like okay it's not about just about shooting a baseball game or a football game you know there's yeah definitely. a lot of different things that need to be covered yeah definitely and this being kind of learning how to like communicate with people because i mean looking at your work mm -hmm. you do mm -hmm. um obviously you do action stuff but you also do some really nice portraits and do you feel like that's kind of a big part of like being a good portrait photographer is just being able to like communicate with a lot of different types of people i think so it's um you know there's some guys there's some photographers who like to chat with a subject and not really shoot as much Mm -hmm. sure there's everyone has their own way of doing things but um it's uh what i like to do is just just to kind of 
get i don't like to create so much of a lighting technical lighting thing just you know like 20 lights and all that it's mm. the more natural the better i think yeah and it just i just want the images uh, if i shoot a portrait you know like 10 years 15 years 20 years from now mm. they would look at it and people wouldn't know when it was shot it was just I, i'm really into like the classical look of everything yeah um so it and I think that way, you know, 30 years from now, if people go back to this story about this kid that had leukemia or whatever, yeah. they, they don't images, but it's, but people will be able to relate to it maybe yeah, later de- on. That, that's kind of what I'm hoping. Yeah, definitely. I, I appreciate, appreciate that type of work. Cause I think sometimes, um, people kind of get caught up in like photographic trends, like, like right now, like colored mm-hmm. gel- gels are really popular. But like you said, I think this classic, um, really this beautiful kind of, it's not, not simple, but, uh, this mm-hmm. kind of straightforward portraits, like you said, it kind of can stand the test of time pretty much. It's always just going to be great, you know, cause like sometimes photos yeah. can, can start to look dated, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, like going back, circling back to the like skateboarding photography and stuff. And I still keep up with all the skateboarding and I follow all that stuff. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, you still go back to the work that, for example, like Dan Sturt's done and all that. And, um, it, you know, it's almost you can't you could it could still run today almost, you know. Yeah. But, you know, like if you're if you're a skateboarder, you would know, mm-hmm. like looking at the clothing or the skateboard or whatever. But, um you could it's just a timeless look and that's really what i'm kind of after i yeah. guess in my work no in my own work definitely that's awesome so i guess like you said you kind of started getting into assisting um what kind of stuff were you um responsible for and were you mostly kind of working i know you mentioned for like si photographers and like sporting events or what was kind of the stuff you were working on as an assistant um so the first assisting job that i got was through uh, a really, really good photographer, <laughs> a good friend. I could call him a friend. Okay. Um, is Brad Mangin. I think he, he oh, was yeah. on your podcast. Oh, yeah. That guy's the yeah. man. I love that guy, man. He's great. Yeah. yeah. I love him too. And everybody does. And uh, he's a fellow San Jose State uh, photographer. And he really hooked me up with quite a bit of things. And mm-hmm. uh, I appreciate everything that he's done for me. And um, I, I was a student and he called me up and he, he said, uh, Heinz Klutmeyer from Sports Illustrated needed a photographer wow. or assistant to help him out with, uh, the Barry Bonds home run chase. And of course I said, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea. I had no idea what I was doing. And yep. yeah, so I got into that and started assisting SI guys and, um, just various portraits, actions, games, features, a mm. little bit of everything. That's good. Do you feel like sporting event? Do you feel like uh, working as an assistant was like a pretty useful experience? Like you feel like you you learned a lot out of it? Oh, of course. Yeah, I've learned so much. Just not not just the technical side of things, the uh, lighting or you know setting up remotes or anything like that. Of course, that part's really important, but mm-hmm. um, just Dealing with how how those photographers dealt with whether it's like the PR people or how they interacted with the athletes or how they went about getting the job done, yeah, and just seeing how how they pushed themselves and to get a unique image that would run, yeah, uh, it, the mentality of it is uh, I learned just by watching uh, how these guys went about is is a really educational experience for me and i I was doing assisting for about 10 plus years or so and wow yeah and then by the like towards the end i was assisting various photographers not just si guys i would get random calls from um you know like a photographer from japan or something or a photographer from out of state Mm that needed the assistant and i would be like the second guy or third guy and i would help out with that stuff too that's cool and like the whole time you're assisting are you kind of like still shooting yourself and trying to build like your own portfolio or how did you kind of start building your own work to to once you kind of want to break off on your own how did that kind of transition happen for you yeah i think probably 
maybe three or four or five years I was assisting the first for first half uh, I was assisting I was shooting as much as I can but uh, I just felt towards the middle assisting career uh, I started to get a little burnt out with just everything yeah. um, uh, just assisting and then trying to shoot but you know you're at these jobs and all these cool locations but you can't really shoot on your own and yeah you know some some photographers don't like you shooting anyways and mm-hmm. and I totally I totally get it and I, I have to respect that yeah um, but I just kind of got a little burnt out with the whole thing and uh, I wasn't shooting that much and you know it's everybody but if you're a photographer, and I'm sure you know, you know, if you're an artist or mm. painter or anything, if you're not producing something or if you're not creating something, you just don't feel good, you know? It yeah. Doesn't, and, you know, you see the other guys making all these great art, <laughs> yeah. artwork and photographs, and you're like, man, I got to do something, but you're just not really. Or for me, I wasn't really motivated. Mm-hmm. I just got burnt out and I just got into this assisting groove and yep. I got really comfortable with it. and um that's when i started to feel like okay i need to i need to cut this and you know i'm I'm looking at the stuff that i have Mm -hmm. like the portfolio that i had and it was you know really old stuff and i've been looking at it for like five ten years and yeah i just felt like yeah i need to get out of this quick yeah not quick but i needed to get out of it yeah, so did you kind of, yeah. was it like a gradual thing into like shooting on your own or did you kind of just make a clean break like I'm done assisting and now I'm just kind of going to go for it? How is the transition for you? Because I think a lot of people listening to this, that's like one thing a lot of people struggle with is going from like an assistant or just any job to like making a career out of photography. How is that kind of transition for you? Yeah, it's, so by the 10th year or so, I, I just knew I had a, you know, if I wanted to be a photographer and not an assistant, I needed to make a clean break. And uh, I told the photographer that I was assisting, Robert Beck, wow. who I, I owe everything to where I am now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's helped out with so many things, um, not just the photography side, but yeah. um, just life in general. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Amazing um, photographer. Yeah, amazing guy and amazing photographer. And he's helped out so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I told him that, okay, I'm not going to start i'm not going to shoot i'm not going to assist anymore yeah. and we had this little two second talk <laughs> and uh i told him that and and so i thought that i was going to be able to and do my own thing and yep. everything will be great i'm going to get all these jobs i'm going to start <laughs> shooting i'm going to do this and that so i mean i'll be t- totally honest i had six months mm-hmm. about six months of absolutely i did nothing oh yeah like no sh- yeah just plus i was burnt out and you know i wasn't really inspired shooting on my yeah own. yeah not inspired to do anything you know i was just kind of wandering mm-hmm. and i was like what am i doing you know and like your credit card bill keeps going <laughs> up and it's just crazy like six months you know your your apartment rent you know all these things like yeah. real life real life stuff definitely yeah and everything you in the beginning you think like oh i'll be all right no problem mm-hmm but like six months of doing nothing and it was just like a really good humbling gut check you know it's uh yep get things going yep. so i packed up i looked at my portfolio and i was like yeah i need to just get out there so i packed up mm-hmm. grabbed a couple cameras took a backpack put some clothes in there toothbrush passport and I gathered all my mileage and all the points that I had. Yep. And I bought a ticket to China. Wow. And I went to China for about a week, about 10 days or so. Mm-hmm. I went to Shanghai and just kind of wandered around the city. And then I bought a bus ticket to a four-hour four hour bus ticket one way to this mountain called, uh, I'm not pronouncing pronouncing it correct but it's called yell mountain huang shan huang shan okay so i went to this mountain hyped up the mountain it's like a three-hour hike yeah then i found out later there's a tram that's only like a 20-minute tram <laughs> but um that was after i yeah. hiked up but it was just getting out there um on my own without any kind of plan or anything it was mm. uh really refreshing and it just kind of sparked that 
drive. Yeah, just to shoot. And it kind of started, yeah, yeah. And then it kind of started from there and just. That's cool. Seeing the country, yeah. Because at that point, like you're breaking off from assisting. Did like, was your goal to shoot sports or were you even thinking about that at that point? Um, it was like most of your portfolio sports at that point or when did the kind of, I guess, sports kind of come in the mix for you, I guess? It was mostly sports, mostly sports related things. And um, it wasn't really, I wasn't really happy with what I had mm-hmm. and, and sort of by that time I was also not really into shooting as much, you know, I wasn't into shooting as much like, for example, like MP or mm-hmm. like a pro event i was starting to get kind of jaded for all that stuff yeah you know i wanted to get into just something different mm-hmm. something unique you know I, and i didn't know what i wanted to do so i went to china and oh, yeah. yeah so that's kind of how it started that's interesting and once you kind of started breaking off on your own how are you kind of marketing your work how are you getting clients like what were kind of some of the first assignments you got once you kind of broke out on your own as a photographer so I broke out, so I went to China, came back, put everything together. Mm. Um, so the first stop was I went to New York mm. and visited a couple magazines. And, of course, Top Magazine was Sports Illustrated. They've yeah. been really, really, really good to me yeah. all these years. So I went up to the magazine, and, um, of course, they're, they welcomed me with open arms and mm. – um, just really great people um, who, unfortunately, it's, a lot of them don't work there anymore. You yeah. know, it's really sad. But yeah. um, Miriam Marceau, just so many pe- mm. people that have been so nice to me. Um, and they, they've given me work in all these years, and they've been really supportive. And um, So SI was one of them, and there's a couple other magazines that I visited. And um, it was just, even if... I visited magazines, even if it didn't work out, it was just good to be hustling, you know, just to get out there. Yeah, definitely. Um, Do you feel, do you feel like that's even like at this point in your career, like showing your work is like, it's still very important to just kind of keep hustling and trying to just keep putting your work out there. Has that been helpful to you? This kind of showing your portfolio and whatnot still? Yeah, I think I'm sure it is. If you want to get big ad Mm -hmm. jobs and, whatnot to get out there and show work but um what i've been doing now is of course my website is up and all that but yeah um i haven't really updated it that much but um you know i've been an instagram fan fanboy for yeah. you know i know man. Whenever, whenever it started yeah yeah that's how i found so your, I, found your stuff you're always putting really cool things up there and it, it is i was talking to other photographers that instagram has almost become like a portfolio for photographers now because like every photo editor is on there and people are always looking at it so it is it is kind of smart to kind of really put like good work that you're proud of up on there you think Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, and I don't want to use what I have, like Instagram, for example, just to have, just to promote what I'm doing. But yep. um, it's it's more like all personal work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's what I put up. You know, like yeah, just like random things that I shot or shoot on my phone, or mm-hmm. um, you know, if there's something that gets published, and I I'll post it. But I try not to be. I don't want it to be like this sales marketing thing that I'm using. It's more. Like, yeah like a fun thing and um hopefully people could get my you know like not so funny sense of humor and all those things <laughs> yeah you know like i'm sure they're like dude this guy's a, the biggest <laughs> dork ever but um it's just all the personal work and yeah uh it, it's been it's been fun yep it's yeah. easy and it's easy to post yeah i think it's smart it kind of gives like um people a sense of like your personality and things and you know you put a little like some stuff you're shooting professionally but at the same time this kind of stuff you're doing for fun it's kind of a it's a good balance yeah people get a sense of who you are and like want to work with you you know it doesn't have to be yeah, yeah. all serious all the time so that's pretty smart uh yeah and then you know you're really well known for your golf photography. I was curious how you kind of got into golf photography. Is like, are you like, have have you always been a fan of golf? Do you golf yourself, or when did that kind of come in the mix for you? So the photographer that I was assisting, Robert Beck, he shot um, I don't know how many tournaments a year during the uh, during the peak, but he was shooting quite a bit, and I would be at 
maybe 60% of that with him. Wow. And that was during the Tiger Woods uh, heyday. Heyday, but a little bit on the down downside, but still quite a bit, you know. And it was still those crazy days. And I would be at most of these events with him. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, just kind of started from there. And he would, um, if they needed something shot, but he couldn't do it while at that tournament, he would let me his camera and i'll shoot maybe a couple frames here and there wow and it kind of started from there and then the editors will see and they're like okay let's throw throw him a couple things here and there and it kind of started from there and then you know then i went to the magazine and said okay please give me something (laughs) give me some more go um what do what do you yeah yeah, what what do you enjoy about photographing golf and like what are kind of some of the challenges of photographing golf uh, like i've done it a little bit and the thing that i've kind of taken away from uh, from it is like i found it hard to photograph because the course is so massive so it's like like you said you can't be in two places at once um like how do you approach it like i guess what do you enjoy about it pretty much i guess um what i do enjoy is just being out there and it's depending on the course and, and some courses are really difficult to shoot and like you said it's really big and some some courses you could hop, hop hold a hole, and it's kind of easier. But yeah. um, like the uh, the fun part is just kind of finding that angle and using the light. You know, if it's like a late afternoon, uh, uh, they're playing on the green. You know, like shadows and mm. just playing with the lights are a lot of fun. And mm. it's usually a lot of pretty places and you know, in good landscapes and uh, just a variety of different things you. And it's not just now. It's a lot of air services that have the same images, you know, here and there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's. Uh, I like the challenge of trying to get something unique mm. and finding an angle and something that's different from everyone else. Because you'll see all the pack of photographers kind. Of it's like four hundred together. It's like so four hundred millimeter lens. Another four hundred millimeter lens, and it's like yeah. Um, yeah it can kind of start looking the same um but you like on your website one of the photos is really cool it's just you holding like your like a uh, polaroid of like the masters and then it's like a picture of you holding it uh mm-hmm. do, do you always like bring film cameras and things when you're shooting these tournaments um sometimes it depends on the tournament and i know the image is from the masters yep um the the masters i've been to i think five times i've been fortunate wow to be able to get to and yeah it's uh it's it's one of those places that really okay i want to get something unique yeah and i would take something out out there and see what i could get um normally i wouldn't Mm -hmm. um just because but uh masters is it's a unique one and um that holding that polaroid the, the fuji fuji film thing is um, just something fun that I started to do on my Instagram. Yeah, no, it was great. And then it was the, just, it was just different. Yeah. It's like I never seen anything like that. So it was just this kind of like you said. It was this kind of stood out from the crowd of instead of like the same like telephoto photo that you see all the time. That was what was kind of yeah. unique about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's the same. So to the Instagram, I'm just messing around. Like ninety percent of those images that I just <laughs> post on my Instagram, I'm just messing around. It's like test shots or i'm at the beach just doing nothing you know like surfing or something <laughs> yeah but the thing that i did was i would shoot those polaroids when i'm at the beach and i, I would just you know shoot it because it's pretty and i would post it mm. and then the si guys were you know the editors were like oh why don't you let's let's see if we could do something cool at the masters and then and it goes from there you know so mm. it's uh just it's yeah going back to the instagram thing is yeah just messing around yeah just trying new things and throwing it out there um you never know what can happen and you know mm-hmm. with, with the masters with with the amount of history that comes with that tournament um do you kind of remember your first time photographing it and like how does it differ from from any of the other pga tournaments are there any um different challenges with photographing such as like a historic tournament uh definitely um you you get there and everyone's on kind of this different different vibe than a regular tournament yeah. and uh everyone's really kind of giddy you know there's it's it, it's a really unique place um in positive ways and weird weird kind of ways too but um everyone's a little you know 
they're they're excited you know it's like mm-hmm. it's an interesting place and uh the challenge is every every other photographer it seemed like knew what where they wanted to go and what they wanted to do and how to get to the number three green from number seven you know they knew how to navigate that whole place and i had you know again i'm this clueless dude just <laughs> wandering around um there's a lot of challenges but it's uh everyone's super nice and they help you out all mm-hmm. the photographers help out each other so that's cool because i think fun. i think i read with that tournament they like they don't have any inside the ropes access you're basically this kind of like uh with the crowd this kind of battling the crowd to kind of get your position pretty much is it, mm-hmm. is it still like that now yeah so nobody's inside and everything's clean the greens are perfect yeah there's no trash there's <laughs> you know there's just everything's just really picturesque and really clean and happy and mm-hmm. um i'm i'm totally okay from okay with shooting from the crowd because um you know like working with si sometimes we would shoot the majors with four or five photographers si photographers yep and I'm the youngest dude, so I would not get a inside the ropes for the regular tournament. Mm. Uh, I wouldn't get the inside the ropes up, so I would shoot from outside and have to shoot from the the drunk yeah. crowd and all that's, that. So that, I, that's almost some of the best stuff because, like, there's actually one photo on your site. It looks yeah, like, yeah, it, it looks yeah, like yeah. you're almost sitting in the last row of the bleachers, and it's like Bubba Watson driving, and it was like it just really gave you a real sense of the atmosphere uh mm-hmm. not, it, yeah. Not, yeah it's really cool like you're just kind of bouncing around like when you're shooting a tournament like that do you kind of go in with a game plan of like uh, i'm gonna follow x y and z golfer or, or positions you want or do you just kind of roam around or like how do you approach each tournament usually when you're going to photograph something like that uh for si they would know okay say it's thursday thursday friday you would just kind of um maybe if there's a couple stories on uh, Alex Gagne from <laughs> wherever, from wherever. Let's follow him for yeah. nine nine holes, mm-hmm. and then later in the afternoon we'll follow. We have to do a story on this guy, so we would follow mm. him. You know, so we would do that on Thursday, Friday, kind of do assignments here and there. Yep. Uh, look for look for interesting spots that we would want to try for the weekend, mm. and then the weekend would come, and we would obviously follow the leaders. Yep. Um, try those unique angles, mm. um, and, and then we're done and we're going home Sunday yeah. night. Yeah, that's interesting. And do you have like any favorite courses you've photographed over your years? Um, anything that that you kind of really enjoyed? Uh, I'm a California dude, okay. um, Southern California dude. So uh, Pebble Beach has always been uh, just a really I love that whole area, the whole Monterey Peninsula, it's Northern California. It's just a really beautiful area. Yeah. Um, Pe- Pebble Beach has always been my favorite yeah. go-to. Yeah, the ocean doesn't hurt. That's the thing that's cool about golf photography. It's like almost like a twist between, like, obviously you're shooting sports, but it's like landscape photography at the same time. It's like you're kind of mix-mashing both styles, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm actually um, helping out with the photo editing of a magazine called the golfer journal and we've been kind of uh i've been doing it for since earlier this year mm-hmm. and um just we've been trying to find uh really unique images and um when whenever people submit images and i see the ocean next to the course <laughs> so i'm always like oh this <laughs> looks <good to> me <laughs> yeah yeah no i was actually i was that was like my next question i was excited to talk to you about it um because it's really an amazing publication i believe it comes out quarterly and it's mm-hmm. really it's really amazing photography and i was just kind of curious how you kind of got involved with that and then like also how are you guys like um getting your photography is it mostly uh your licensing stuff from photographers or are you guys assigning stuff or how do you guys kind of approach golfers journal um how they contact me he was uh, uh top dude uh, saying oh hey what's up you want to uh you know how about with the photography <laughs> yeah yeah and i said yeah let's do it <laughs> yeah let's totally do it yeah yeah and it kind of started from there and um 
yeah, it's been fun. And the, the, we do commission work, we do, uh, assign work. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of it is, it's a mix of assigning also licensing. Yep. Um, just a really diverse, uh, way of collecting the images and the finding of the unique images is it's been challenging but been a lot of fun um just to seeing what's out there you know yeah definitely it seems really cool because it's not like your standard like sports magazine it seems like you guys are really trying to like find unique stories obviously it's golf but this like interesting stuff that like people really wouldn't uh normally see you know Mm -hmm. and it's not really geared towards say like tournament coverage it's not like we would go out to cover um the pebble beach program or something like that it's more like you said like stories uh personal stories um uh, just unique features mm. um interesting aspects of golf that normal um like a normal i wouldn't know you know and it's just interesting stories that we could do and trying to find uh unique images to that and if there's nothing, we would assign it. And mm. uh, as much as possible, we would. Um, I'm trying to be very costs. Yeah. Um, just to be not if there we can't if we can't find a local photographer in the middle of nowhere, mm. uh, we would have to assign somebody. But you know, like let's see if there's someone sort of close by on a close flight. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun, and it's definitely uh, the photography of it's been. Uh, uh, a lot of fun to work with. Yeah, definitely. I, I love it. It's really amazing. It's printed. It's printed really well. And uh, yeah, definitely amazing stuff. Yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. Got, got going on over there. And uh, you know, one thing I always kind of ask people is, did it kind of take you a while to kind of find your like uh, photographic style or kind of the way you shoot? Like, like we we're kind of talking about it before. But like, do you feel like it's important to kind of have like a a distinct style when you're going to be working commercially working commercially or editorial well editorial commercially the same thing like you're making money off it you know what i mean just like because like i always just kind of ask people because i think sometimes like younger photographers can kind of struggle with finding their voice the way they shoot um have you kind of always photographed in the same style did it kind of take you a while to kind of build your aesthetic you think is it like something like you're conscious of while you're shooting um, I mean, what, what I was told when I was in school and a lot of other photographers was basically just shoot a lot and, mm-hmm. and um, just, if you shoot a lot, you start to shoot sort of less of what you don't really like and what you like. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so, you'll shoot less of what you don't like and you'll shoot more of what you do like and the yeah. style that you like. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, when I was in college and right after I was shooting quite a bit and you start to shoot, okay, this is kind of like to frame thing, how I'd like to, mm-hmm. you know, like this is the kind of style that I like. And I wasn't really, uh, you know, I wasn't really conscious of, oh, this is, you know, I'm trying to, yeah, you know, uh, do this kind of thing. I was more like, oh, I like this. I'm just going to shoot it this way. Okay. And yeah, and then I would show the work to other people, and they're like, "Dude, that sucks," you know. Like, <laughs> you're like, "What are you doing?" You know, like, what's there's so much. I remember this one photographer. I had the photographer came to our school to do a talk, and he had a portfolio review. Mm-hmm. And and you know he's going through everyone's work, and uh, really nice guy, and gave us a lot of great critiques. And you know we would have a one to one sit down. Um, and he told me, you have, you know, there's so much, there's too much space in your work. Mm. Like too much dead space in the, in the frame. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, I, I will never forget that. And, it, and that was over almost like 20 years ago. Yeah. But I, I just thinking in my head, okay, all right, I get what he's saying, but, you know, this is, this is how I like it. So. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's that's how I'm gonna do it. That's that's how it's gonna be. Yeah, that's how <laughs> I'm gonna do it. You know, yeah. um, and I think it was part stubborn and just being arrogant. But yeah. um, it's looking back at that image, thinking about it. I, it, you know, it's not not, 
not that good but um mm. thinking back to okay it's kind of the same thing and i'm still doing now yeah and it you know and it works out so yeah no that's really it, it's hard yeah, yeah no no it's interesting like you say that because like you know a lot of times i think like even when i was starting out like obviously you want feedback from people but at the mm -hmm. end, of the, end of the day you want to you got to just make the pictures you like and this like put them out there hopefully like clients will like them you'll get jobs but and at, but you can't cater to everyone. Like if you try to cater, right. to, if you try to cater to everyone, you'll cater to nobody. Pretty much is what I, I think right. I've kind of learned over the years. Um, right, right. And you know, and if you don't make yourself happy, and um, especially me, I don't. You know, I, I can't. I'm not a good student. Mm -hmm. I can't. I just couldn't read or study things that I wasn't interested in. Yep. Um. So I would shoot things that i was interested in and shoot it the way that i liked and yeah um yeah you definitely can't happy and yeah definitely um, but going back to that yeah going back to the style thing and mm -hmm. whatnot i do see i do look at other people's work seeing what's out there you know through the golfer's journal seeing um you know when i'm whatnot but um there's yeah i mean everyone shoots things in a similar way mm -hmm. um i think people are kind of more maybe not scared but just worried that, that oh people this isn't the way it's supposed to be shot so i'm going to shoot it the same way yeah maybe yeah definitely you I, know and i yeah yeah it is interesting i've always struggled with that because it's like it's like as a photographer it gets weird when you're trying to make money from it it's like you mm -hmm. it's like yeah you want to get jobs so i think sometimes people get in their own heads like i know i have before but then like i said you just gotta this shit whatever the hell you want man hopefully it works out <laughs> yeah hopefully it works out <laughs> yeah yeah pretty... you know, but i think people it's like shoot what you need to shoot for to get the job done and get that paycheck mm -hmm. get paid yep. of course you don't screw the screw your client mm -hmm. but also shoot things you know shoot a couple frames here and there and yeah, that's actually one thing I was going to ask you is because, like, obviously you're working with clients like Sports Illustrated and they have their needs. And there are some really interesting uh, photos on your website of, like, the boxer, uh, I think, Gennady Golovkin. And I think mm -hmm. you, sh you shot, like, some either – I think it was, like, Polaroid or some type of film stuff. Like, on a, mm -hmm. sh on a shoot like that, are you kind of, like, shooting digital and then kind of – then if you have time, kind of trying to shoot some for yourself, like, a little more, like, artistically? Or how do you kind of approach those kind of shoots? Yeah, and so, for example, okay, we're going to shoot Gennady, and we have, he's only going to give us five minutes. Mm -hmm. That usually means about a minute or minutes, yep. you know, or un unless somebody says, okay, I think we, he needs to go. Mm -hmm. So you have, all right, in my head, I have 60 seconds. You literally have 60 seconds. You get him. And they're all professional, super prof professional. Yep. You tell them to stand there and do this and they'll do it. So mm -hmm. you have 60 seconds to fire off as much stuff that you need to get mm. to fulfill the client, yep. um, to fulfill yourself and fulfill the client. And then if you have the last 10 seconds to um, switch it to Polaroid or, or switch it to something, yep. you know, it's on standby, you know, it's like right, right next to you. Yeah. It's damn. This dangling from your neck all you need to do is just grab it and go yeah um so i i, I do do that and um yeah. seem like you get yeah yeah I, I like i like the challenge of that too yeah definitely and it's smart like who, who knows the client might even like that like third option you sent them that one time because it's like at the end of the day clients are like kind of looking for as many options as they can so why not just throw in another one who knows they might use it sometimes you know yeah and and it's all also, just fulfilling yourself and what makes you happy, and mm -hmm. um, maybe you could use it to yeah. post it for Instagram so you could get those hearts. You know, <laughs> yeah, people, <man. laughs> people like them. Yeah, yeah, make yourself so happy that people you got hundred likes. You know, you're like, oh man, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I hear you. It's like the best day ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> that, that just messes with you so much. You know, I know, man. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, no, that's cool though, and. Uh, you know, uh, one thing I want to ask you about, I noticed you sh you photographed the London Olympics in, I believe, 2012. 
Mm-hmm. Was that your first Olympics you photographed? And like, how was that experience? Because photographing Olympics, I've, I've interviewed a couple other, I interviewed John Hewitt, who shoots the Olympics a lot. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. It, it just seems like the most insane uh, undertaking, like when I hear photographers talk about it. But how, how was your experience covering the Olympics? Uh, before I get into that, uh, John Hewitt is another photographer that I just assigned uh, recently for the Golfers Journal. And Damn. That, yeah, John Hewitt, is, it's another photographer. Yeah. I would say Dan Sturt and then John Hewitt. It's Legend. I, I have all his books. Yeah, legend. And, you know, I have all his work and all, all his books. And, yep. yeah, super, super fanboy of his work. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Olympics 2004, Athens. Uh, Athens Greece Olympics was my first one. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I was like 26 or something. Mm-hmm. So I went out there and again, no clue what I'm doing, <laughs> traveling all the way to Greece yeah. with, you know, my gear. And I'm like, how am I supposed to take all this gear? And how long I want to be there? 30 days? What, <laughs> what, what am I doing? You know, like, and I get there and it's, completely dark athens a media hotel and it wasn't a hotel it was a uh, some kind of dorm okay i think it was a college dorm and it was brand new <laughs> we get there and there's still construction literally like midnight i'm by myself too and i get there oh this is your room and i get in there it's pitch black and you know i i, had, I didn't have the correct adapters for my computer and whatnot oh shit yeah yeah so i think i had one but it wasn't the correct one and i jammed it in there and then, like three seconds later, the room went completely dark. Yeah, I think I blew a fuse or something, mm-hmm. and I'm like panicking, like, "Oh my god, there's you know, like fire fire trucks gonna <laughs> come or something." Um, so that's how I started up my Olympic experience, 2004. Yeah, and it was great, great, uh, super exhausting, but yeah. How do you um, how do you fun. how do you even approach the Olympics? Like, because uh, there's so many events. Um, do you kind of just pick the events you want to cover? Obviously, you're probably there with the client, but like, how do you even like manage that? Because there's so many different events to cover, I guess. 2004, uh, the it depends on the Olympics too. A lot of the venues sometimes are too far away, yep. and you, you can't bounce up, bounce um, back, yep. back and forth. But they had a bus system, so we get on the bus at 5 a.m. or whatever, and it takes you to the first venue. You shoot for from like nine AM till say eleven. Yeah. Um, and then you hop on another bus to get to a different venue. Mm-hmm. And then shoot again from whatever, like one to three. Yeah. And then hop on another bus, get to the next venue for the night session. Damn. And you get back to the hotel, it's like one o'clock in the morning by then. And you just do that for whatever days it is. That's a that's a grind. Places. That's a grind. Yeah, it's a gr- it's a grind, but it, it's a lot of fun. It's a super super long days for consecutive days, but it's uh, it's a marathon, and uh, it was it's a lot of fun. And you see all these photographers by the end, you know, they get really scruffy, and you know, there's a there's like a certain smell, you know, like it's like a, it's kind of the the vest photo vest starts to get kind of worn. And then, and then you, you look at the photographer's face and they're just starting to get a little irritated, you know, they're crabby and mm-hmm. yeah, but it's, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. You know, you see all these guys work and you're like amazing, yeah, amazing def- photographers. Yeah, definitely. Is there like one Olympic, Olympic event that you kind of look back on that you really enjoyed photographing? Maybe the one kind of sticks out in your mind at all? Um, um, you I saw on your website you photographed some really cool. It was like underwater synchronized swimming. That looked pretty amazing. Uh, photographing. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was London, and they had um, I don't know what you call it, but it's an underwater window. Okay. Under the yeah, under the pool, they have this. Um, it's probably about feet wide, mm-hmm. and you could fit to maybe two photographers in there shoot together. Yeah. Um. So there's that. Those are always fun. Mm-hmm. And but it starts to get kind of you know, it yeah. starts to look all the same. But yeah. um, opening ceremonies is always fun. Closing ceremonies is always fun. I think it, I still get you still get chills. You know, just kind of being at these events and just everyone being together mm-hmm. and just that whole 
positive vibe about everything. It's a lot of energy in one building. Yeah, yeah, super positive energy. Uh, it's yeah, it's a great thing. It's you know, especially now with all the crap that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 a great thing. It's Olympics. The the ceremony mm-hmm. is a lot of fun, and Beijing was kind of is really crazy too. And yeah, um, yeah. A lot of great times. Yeah, that's cool, man. And, you know, uh, looking at your work, you've done some really cool covers for, like, Golf Magazine. Like, I think you photographed uh, Patrick Reed, uh, mm-hmm. Bryson, the scientist, DeChambeau. Uh, mm-hmm. When you're photographing uh, covers, do you feel like you have a different approach as if you were photographing any other, like, portrait, be it any art- article? Do you feel like an extra sense of pressure? Um, how do you normally kind of approach those cover shoots generally? Those cover shoots are usually, oh, this might run on the cover. Um, and I'm back in my head. I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. You know, like, I've heard that. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that, like, a million times. <laughs> um, but so it's like, oh, it might run in the cover. So shoot vertical. Or okay. um, this is the concept that we're kind of looking for. Or mm-hmm. So I would usually get direction from the editor mm-hmm. um, saying, okay, this is kind of the thing that this is sort of the, the vibe and the pose that we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would go from there and, um, there's not, you know, there's not much pressure. It's not pressure to get, yeah. uh, you know, if you look back on, on life, you know, it's getting a photograph. is not a life true, true. threatening thing per- perspective. You know, it's not, it's, I mean, it's, there is pressure, of course, to perform and get that job, uh, get the job done. But, mm-hmm. um, if you look back, there's pressure is dealing, you know, a doctor dealing with a yeah. certain thing, you know? So that's. Uh, so that's kind of the way I yeah. kind of look at things in general. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if there's an assignment, if it's cover, cool, really cool. You know, you get your, your name out there and yep. um, hopefully it's a great image and the magazine sells and whatnot. But um, it's, uh, I look at it as, as a challenge and always keep it as a positive mm-hmm. outlook and yeah. And it's been, uh, it, and it works out. Yeah, definitely. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't, but it works <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah, definitely. This always try to try to make your best photo. Um, cause the one thing that's always kind of interesting looking at your work is, like I said before, like you do live action sports, but then you also do portraiture. Um, do you have one that you kind of enjoy more than others, be it portraiture or the action, or is it all this kind of um, fun for you, just kind of switching it up? Uh, switching it up is always is always fun, and. The- the I think the last couple of years, the event that I've been having a lot of fun is Special Olympics. Okay. Yeah, and it's another long days and a lot of work, but it's another event that just a super positive vibe with everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you want to do portraits, we could grab some athlete and be like, hey, how's it going? You know, like, let me. Yeah get some shots of you and you know they're like super happy you know just a lot of positive vibes and you see the families and they're like oh can we get that shot can you yep. can you can you send it to us and i'm like yeah of course mm-hmm. here's my pay here, here's my paypal account okay <laughs> um yeah. <laughs> yeah no i'm just kidding about that but, yeah i know um, um just yeah yeah everyone's super positive and it's another event where you could do action mm. a lot of great reactions a lot of cool portraits they could do and just um, a lot of different varieties and yeah that, that's one event I, that i do enjoy and that you could do a little bit of yeah. everything that's cool man that's kind of switching up and keep it interesting and uh, yeah for sure are, are there like any sporting events you haven't photographed yet that are kind of high on your list to cover or anything that kind of sticks out in mind for you um no i don't think so i've, I've been to I'm a Laker fan, so I love the NBA, yeah. but I don't necessarily want to sit on the floor to shoot an NBA game. Mm. Um, uh, there's a lot of different reasons, but uh, yeah, I've been to NBA Finals, wow. World Series, yeah, Olympics, and I've, I've been there and done it, Yeah, and it's been great, but I don't have, uh, I don't need to be at every every single thing anymore mm-hmm. um i'm happy to be shooting on a golf course yeah a pretty course you know like an aerial or something or whatever and just kind of yeah man yeah i'm not Nat- yeah. natural light you can't beat it man <laughs> no for sure you certainly can you set up all these lights and all, <laughs> all this stuff and you're like oh this let's 
do a quick window light with a, <laughs> a you know like some black you know like we'll use a black flag or something to kind of tweak natural light a little bit but hmm. and you're like man that looks good you know yeah definitely and um, yeah yeah I, I guess just to kind of like start wrapping this thing up i was like kind of curious because that guy's you know like building a career in photography it's a it's a it takes a lot of time and there's a lot of ups and downs there's times when you're busy times where you're slow um i guess like what kind of keeps you going and like what advice would you give to people that are interested in uh pursuing a career in photography what kind of uh have you learned in your career and what kind of keeps you going you think um i think just keeping a positive energy positive positive thinking there are days, like you said, that you're not going to be busy or there's going to be a week or two that you're not going to be busy, mm-hmm. not going to be busy, yep. um, but you can't panic and, you know, <laughs> and I totally understand, you know, I, I, I have friends that have normal jobs and they're like, oh, what do you do all day? Like, <laughs> well, you know, oh, I went to the beach and I, I went to the gym and, you know, that was my day. Yeah. Man. And they're like, man, you're, you're like, you're like some just loser. <laughs> you're such a loser <laughs> but it's 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 uh just keeping a positive outlook you know you're doing something that you enjoy doing mm-hmm. and it's it's uh you know photography should be fun and you know if it's if, if there's like a certain story or something that you want to pursue just go out there and shoot it and maybe post it on your website or something tumblr or instagram or something and mm people will notice and if they're interested and they'll contact you yeah you know and i think just uh just kind of getting out there and shooting and seeing what's out there and be curious and um you know shooting it the way you want it to shoot you know don't look at those trends and copy those things and mm-hmm. just because oh we're using gels or something or yep. a ring light or something you know no. Oh, because I saw how uh, this certain photographer shot, you know, his setup. I'm going to shoot it the same way. And it's like, come on, do something different, you know, see what you could do and yeah, create your own way mm-hmm. of looking at things. And, um, and that, that, I think that would be it. Yeah. No, you know, like a lot of, lot, there's, there's too many photographers anyway. Yep. <laughs> and everyone's doing the same exact thing. Yep. Um, yeah, and I have a lot of photography books and history, the history of photography, and I'm just a fan of photography yeah. um, and art yeah. as well. So just kind of, if you have free time, maybe go to a museum nearby and just kind of spend the day there. Yeah, um, just go go through some art books and see what these masters of the craft have done. Yeah, definitely. You know, can, can spark yeah. spark an idea for yourself. Yeah, and just kind of having that knowledge of this craft that it's been around for hundreds of years. Yeah. It's not something new. Yeah. Most of it's already been shot. Mm-hmm. You know, they you know, if you think you've done something new, it's probably been done already. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe you fine tune it a little bit, but Mm-hmm. yeah no i agree yeah. it's uh it's good to know the history of it and what's kind of come before you it's uh it's not all visco filters uh you know what i mean <laughs> yeah 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 exactly uh, i mean i mean what you have now is great you know those filters and mm-hmm. there's so many things to make it easier mm-hmm. that means uh, that means that you should be out there you know always have a camera or your iphone on you and just shoot if there's something if a bird flies by and you think it looks cool just shoot it and see how it looks and yep. you know if it, if you think it looks cool and then it's cool you know yeah, yeah definitely um, i just just keep don't let people put you down and mm. um like oh why are you shooting that it's like no screw you this is what i want to shoot you know hell just, yeah just do what you do what you got to do yeah. yeah man that's uh good advice but uh kojiro man i just want to thank you for taking the time to do this like i said i'm a big fan of your work so i was definitely psyched to talk to you um but i guess for people listening it. thank uh, you where's the best place to uh check out your work uh the best check out my work is at the beach uh, <laughs> usually there in the mornings yeah. no i'm just kidding um <laughs> my instagram is k-o-h-j-i-r-o underscore kino and probably 
and yeah, my website's on there and all that stuff. But perfect, I'll link it and people can go check. Um, I'm sure I know. Yeah, yeah, people can go check it out and uh, definitely check out the Golf Journal too. Appreciate it. So there you have it. That was the Kojiro Kino interview. I want to thank Kojiro so much for taking the time to come on the podcast. I really enjoyed hearing about everything he's done within photography, all the amazing work he's done at the Masters and with golf. Um, So definitely go check out Kojiro's website at kojirokino.com, as well as his Instagram, Kojiro underscore Kino. He's always posting up really cool photos he's working on and different things. So definitely go check that out. And as always, I'll be having weekly podcasts every Monday on iTunes, SoundCloud, as well as on my website, alexgagnephoto.com, and on my Instagram, at alexgagnephoto. Thanks so much for listening, and take care.